Why? Why does Joe Biden insist on going to war with parents? First, his Department of Justice labels many of them as domestic terrorists. Now he's claiming their children belong to teachers when they are in the classroom. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. Joining me is Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. Hey Biden, the parent of a child can clearly be seen on a birth certificate. And there's not a single line, space or block for naming a teacher as its owner while in a classroom. Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and joining me is Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church, Alec Rooney, the news editor of Christian Action Network, Michael Moyer, our producer, and in Columbus, Ohio, is David Carroll, the chairman of the board of Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. All right, today we're going to answer the question, we think, of whose children are they Anyway, when it comes to your kids being in the public schools, do they belong to the parents when they're at school or do they belong to the teachers? Now, Joe Biden came out on April 27th and he made the claim while he was speaking to educators at the 2022 Teacher of the Year ceremony that, well, let me just read his quote. They are not somebody else's children. He means parents here. They are not somebody else's children they're like yours when they're in the classroom to the teachers they are your children they don't belong to parents well what's interesting is today pastor bender sent me a video of a film that came out on march 14th and was shown in some select theaters called whose children are they and it was kind of like this film came out right before uh Biden made the statement that answered the question that they belong to the teachers. Although I think this film has a different view on that. We have a, uh, I guess the trailer to that film, we're going to play it in just a second. Let me introduce the, well, this person's not here, but let me tell you that the film's executive producer is Gerald Mullen, and he is the Academy Award winning producer of Schindler's List and has produced other blockbuster films such as Jurassic Park, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, Armistad, Twister, and Rain Man. So that's quite a repertoire of well-known and well, and very impressive films, right? That's All good right. because he'll probably get kicked out of Hollywood after this. Oh, Mark, I'm sorry. Glad yeah, he's, he's already made gone. his mark. Yeah, Marty, I had no idea what I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. See, I do the research. What people send me the material, I research, fact check it. You know, um, make sure that it's all accurate. I don't want you to get in trouble with the new disinformation government's board. Right. Yeah, I like, wouldn't want that. Checking us and finding out our information is not correct. So I do check everything you guys send me, and this is what I came up with. All right, so let's play this movie trailer for people to see. Public education has gone off the rails. Now it's about power and money and 
politics, and somehow the kids are getting lost in all of that. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you're a mom and a dad first. Critical race theory is dividing our children in ways that are unacceptable. You cannot use racism to eradicate racism. Our teachers are bullied. Parents are shut out. Less than one third of America's school children are proficient in anything. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. When we look at this radical agenda, the way our children are being exploited and the way parents are getting shut out, it comes down to one fundamental question. Whose children are they? Whose children are they? De quien son esos niños? Whose children are they? All right, so uh, Joe Biden must have seen the trailer to this uh, before March 14th so that he had the ready answer for it. And he said that those children belong to the public schools, or in particular, to the teachers while they are in the classroom. I find this absolutely astounding. I mean, it's shocking. I, and I'm sure a lot of parents are just ticked off at the idea that any government official would say that, the children that you gave birth to, that you have to raise, you have to provide for, you have to care whenever they get sick, whenever they cry, whenever they get scared, somehow are not your children once they enter the schoolhouse doors. This is just absolutely insane. It sounds like something, again, like last week with the Disinformation Governments Board, something that you would see in Russia or China, North Korea, but you would not want to see it or could believe you're even witnessing it here in the United States. But this is the so-called president of the United States, nonetheless, making this claim. So what does everybody feel about that? Is everybody as shocked as I was? I, I think he's like he was stroking one of his voter, dependable voter blocks, which is teachers, because teachers are kind of put upon um, they don't have a lot of status. They don't have a lot of pay. Uh, they're not. They're always complaining about how they're not getting their due. And um, this is his. You know, empowering people like that is how people like Joe Biden work. He's like, he's giving them this power, like saying, "Well, you're in charge of the children." Well, no, because he's not even saying you're in charge. I don't. I don't mind teachers being in charge. Well, of the I children mean, when in charge of school, the, saying they, he's saying they, be, they belong to you. They right? belong to them. And, and look, you. let's let's just say we go out to the parking lot, and I say, Alec, that car, that Toyota Corolla out there, that belongs to me. And Alec's like, Well, that's my car, you know. <laughs> but we're talking about people here, right? I would, Alec would be offended. No, Jason, that's that's my car. That belongs to right. me. I own the the title. That? I have the car keys right here. No, Alec, in my world, that car belongs to me. Joe Biden has the nerve to tell us that teachers are, are the, the possessors of our children. I'm appalled. Everyone watching right now, everyone that heard his words should be appalled. And scripture tells us exactly who the children belong to. Psalm 24 says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world belongs to him and all of its inhabitants. So ultimately, God is the possessor and the person who owns everyone. You know, I'll, I'll leave that there. We'll, we'll continue with that as we progress. But I just want to lay that out there as we start this podcast, Marty. Well, it almost sounds like kidnapping, right? I mean, someone comes to your house, a child comes to your house, and you say, while you're in my house, you belong to me and not to your parents. 
I mean, that's kind of like the definition of kidnapping a child. It's that I've claimed ownership of you while you are in my presence. You do not own these kids. If you're a school teacher, simply because they are in the classroom. You know, last week, my grandson went to school and he ran into something while playing on the playground and had to go to the nurse's office and then called my daughter and said, your son is hurt. And I wanted my daughter to say, well, according to Joe Biden, <laughs> this is your problem, not <laughs> <Yeah>. my problem. <laughs> if he's got to go to the hospital, you pay the bill. Yeah, and by right. the way, when I send my kids to school and they need shoes replaced, <laughs> don't call me. They're your kids when they're in the classroom. Get them the clothes they need. Be careful what you wish for, Marty, because they're already feeding them two meals a day. Well, I was thinking about that, Alec. Is it wasn't that kind of the start of this whole thing? Mm -hmm. You know, that these kids belong to the schools. Yep. Like this was kind of like nobody really put two and two together here and said, look, if we're going to give your child breakfast that's free in the morning and we're going to feed them at lunchtime for free, that means you are now handing the rights of your children yep. over to us. They're now part of our family. Okay, when I went to school, none of that stuff was free. I had to pay for lunch and breakfast. Yep. So, <laughs> even if it was on a discount, I still had to pay for it. David, you got a comment. The issue is really not such a new one. Uh, the, there's a legal doctrine called in loco parentis, which means, uh, which, which refers to somebody who is in the position of a parent, but is not actually the parent. And there's actually been some litigation about it regarding uh, universities. That the Supreme Court has kind of shot down that that rule. And but and but back in the 60s and 70s, uh, some parents got pretty up in arms about schools uh, claiming to have the rights of parents over their children. And so the issue has been dormant for a long time. Now Joe Biden, being a, a, since he graduated last in his law school class, he probably doesn't remember any of that. <laughs> so uh, let me see if I'm clear here. Are you saying the courts ruled against the idea that once the children are in school that uh, the teachers are now the parents of those kids? Right. Okay, so you're right. So Joe Biden doesn't know that, evidently. And apparently a lot of teachers don't know that either, right? Because they do believe that once that child is in their classroom, it is their not only right, but it is their duty to undo everything that your parent has been teaching you that in their mind, they believe is wrong. Including like what gender you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they really need to learn the difference between uh, the children being their responsibility and the children actually being theirs because their health and safety is the teacher's responsibility while they're there at school, but they're uh, I guess upbringing per se is not. Go yeah. ahead, David. Yeah, at least in the primary and secondary schools, the the doctrine has been applied to some extent, but is very, very limited. Schools have rights to discipline students, for example, to keep order in the classroom, you know, detention or whatnot. Used to be they were allowed to paddle them. I don't think they let that happen much right, anymore but, uh, when I was in school. Well, we, we know what the root of all this is, right? We know it's not, oh, we want to be able to say your children are our children because it is our duty and responsibility as uh, substitute parents 
to educate your children in math and reading and uh, English lessons. That's not what this whole debate is suddenly about. It's really about they are our, our children because we want to indoctrinate them, as Alec pointed out, into gender identity, sexual orientation, and other confusing left-wing woke theories like critical race theory and racism and all that. That's why they're pushing this. And we know they're pushing it for that reason because we have lots of examples that have come out just in the past couple weeks. And uh, we have a lot of these stories up there on our website at christianaction.org. You can take a look at them. But uh, let's look at a few that we have gathered for this particular show. We're going to start with a French teacher in Pennsylvania his name is Kelly Tyson, and he's from the Hempfield High School. And what he did was stage a drag show on school property on April 25th. And by the way, no parental permission slips were required to watch this show. So let's show what these kids saw, Michael. So what is, is that in a classroom? Where is that? It what's, was what's this auditorium, I think. School auditorium for a talent show or something? Uh, I, I just know it was on school property. That's what the story says on April 25th, and that no permission slips were required. Now, this teacher <clears throat> also serves as the school's LGBT club advisor. But nobody's surprised does. about that, right? To me, there's no difference between that and the old guy on the playground in the overcoat walking up to the swing set and opening up his overcoat. Like, look at me. Look at my sexuality. It's you know, just gross. You know, whatever, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was the public school system indoctrinating your kids with evolution, right? They didn't want them to know about a creator. Now it's the indoctrination of this alphabet soup type of deal lgbtq plus you know whatever it is and this is this is scary guys i mean it's literally scary it's laughable it's funny but at the same time this is scary i mean if your kids are in public school get them out now because these lunatics are doing damage to our kids and let me just let me just say this real quick you know we're talking about who possesses the kids or or, or who's over the kids and who's the authority of the kids you know god has given us our kids to be stewards of them you know and satan is working overtime to make sure that we're not being good stewards so we need to work overtime to make sure that we're stewarding these gifts that god has given us because at the end of the day it says in peter it says that we are his special possession his special people that's in reference to the church to God's chosen ones, those who belong to him ultimately. And um, we got to make sure that we're being good stewards of these kids. It, it's a scary thing. David, what say you? Yeah, sex education in school has been controversial for at least 50 years. And, that, and it was controversial for students in high schools. Now what we're seeing is, is elementary school teachers that are 
engaging in sex education, that's what this transgender stuff is about, trying to teach the children that deviant sexual behavior, LGBTQ and the transgender, uh, gender dysphoria is somehow another kind of normal. And it is shocking to me that as controversial as sex education in high schools was, to allow that to go on in elementary schools is just outlandish. All right, well, we're not done shocking you yet, David, so we have another video to show. <laughs> now, believe it or not, the last video was of a French teacher, meaning that this teacher taught French, and this video is also of a French teacher, but in Wisconsin at Middleton High School. Now, here is what this teacher, his name is Matthew Cashton, and here's what he boasts. Most of you know me as the French teacher, but now you will know me as the drag teacher. And here is what he did during school hours at the school's annual Fine Arts Week event. Go ahead and show him. That's, sound is calling. Anybody need some eye wash now with their <laughs> eyeballs, right? All right, so now you know why these have to be the kids of the teachers because no parent that I know of, and I think most parents out there would agree, is going to allow their kids to go to these types of events during school hours. I, I, I'm just flabbergasted, almost speechless here because... What happened to teaching the stuff that kids were taught when I was growing up? You know, right. English, civics lessons, you know, history, French. math. Yeah, yeah I, I don't understand it. Michael. So I got a quick question. Is it, Was that uh, the actual teacher on stage? Yes. I believe so, yeah. That yeah. was the actual teacher dressing like that, dancing in front of their students like that. If it was a guy doing it just to a normal girl. He'd be arrested, <laughs> and it would make sense, and that, and that's just it's it's sick to me. I mean, I can't even believe I'm I, I have a kid that's going to be born soon, and I'm terrified of what schools are going to be like soon. I'm terrified of it because yeah. this is not something I ever want to happen, yeah. ever. And, and they can make a decision when they grow up whether I'm happy with their decisions or not. This is not going to be something that I'm going to allow to happen while they're under my watch. It's yeah. not going to happen. And, and Mark, I, I don't know what's going to happen to anybody else trying to make it happen, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I second that. Um, you know, Marty, you mentioned that uh, no parent in their right mind will allow their kids to be a party to that. You're right, no parent in their right mind, but I know a lot of parents who would be applauding that behavior, unfortunately. I have a lot of liberals who don't like what I stand for that 
are all in agreement with the trans movement. So unfortunately, there are parents who who would probably tell their kids and encourage them that yeah, go go enjoy the dance by your teacher. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not saying no parent will uh, be objectionable to this type of dance going on in front of their kid, but we do know that this is strange behavior going on in the school. It's sexual deviancy being taught to the kids. We know that parents out there would be outraged to learn that this is going on. And the only way to overcome those parents' objections is for Biden and other school administrators to say, well, I'm sorry. But when these kids are in the classroom, they belong to us and not you. Just getting back to the reason why Biden made this statement. So how about, how about this, Marty? How about we go there? How about the, the Christian teachers in the public school system? They say, okay, you know what, Mr. Biden? If these kids are mine, I'm going to indoctrinate them with Christianity We're and pray with the Bible. Yeah. But the problem is, is that once you bring up religion in the schools, you'll get arrested. You'll get, you'll get kicked out. So they should use that same argument. Okay, yeah. you know what, Biden? Okay, they're my kids. I'm going to raise them how I would raise them as my own kids because they're my kids. Because you told me so, Mr. Resident. Yeah, well, right. Well, this is a moral argument. So uh, the, you know, the, the argument between a Muslim having to go to a school where the school is being taught Christianity or vice versa uh, could cause an argument between people. But this, uh, this behavior is still a moral argument, and it's teaching the same thing as though it were teaching a religious uh, class or something. Yeah, looking at that video, it's it's all about context. I mean, it's one thing if a man's dressing up and dancing around as a woman for the laughs, where where it's it's not intended to indoctrinate. What the video we saw is an indoctrination technique, and they're trying to indoctrinate the kids to think that the deviant sexuality is somehow another kind of normal, and that's what's yeah. wrong with and, it. And here's what it's and here's what's so scary to me, guys, is that these kids. You know, we don't know how often this goes on. It could be a weekly thing uh, every other day. Who knows? So the more that they see it, the more they're desensitized to this heinous behavior. And they're going to come home. And one day, a boy's going to put on the dress. And the parents are going to say, Johnny, what, what's going on? Well, they, they planted those seeds. You well, know? I'm just uh, acting like my French teacher yeah. in class, right? This is what I learned in school. Yeah. It's, this is how you dress, this is how you behave, this is how you dance, this is the music you listen to as you dance, and this is how you stretch your stuff. So it's not just sexual orientation, confusion stuff that they want to put on your child in the school, and that's why they want to say, these are our kids, not your kids in the schools. It's also to, so they can push this critical race theory onto your children because they are, belong to them when they're in school. New York City was uh, found out this past week to have a book in their schools called Our Skin. And this is, for, remember this, this is for kids as young as two years old. Now, this comes straight out of the book. And it's about, it says that white people invented the concept of race. I can't imagine a two-year-old understanding that concept to start with. But race only exists because white people invented it. It's not the color of your skin. It was an invented uh, thing that white people did. Now, here's the quote out of the book. A long time ago, doesn't say when, but a long time ago, we know, 
before you were born, a group of white people made up an idea called race. They sorted people by skin color and said that white people were better, smarter, prettier, and that they deserved more than anybody else. This is what's being taught to kids as young as two. Now, where's the documentation for this? Where's the documentation a long time ago that any white person invented race? This is a school of learning. In a school of learning, uh, you, you are expected to be able to document the things that you're telling these kids. There's no documentation that there were white people out there that invented race that said they are smarter, prettier, and better, and they deserve more than anybody else. But if you object to the book, you're automatically a racist, so everybody's going to keep their mouth shut. But wouldn't they also need like uh, a, a, a race in order to define a group of white people set together <laughs> yeah, and, made, know, right? and made up a book? Like, well, that's a good point. Didn't you already create a race? All <laughs> right. I, I want to quote something else from this book. White people get more power, are treated better than anybody else. Again, where's the documentation for any of this? But here's what a New York Department of Education spokesman told the New York Post. And I find this just laughable. Our public schools do not shy away from books that teach our students history. What history? There's no history. They didn't document any of this. It's just made up in some woke person's mind that this may have occurred in the past or had their understanding of it, it's but just, it's certainly not history. It's such a, just a gross oversimplification of history. It's, well, it's not even right, but uh, uh, speaking of books, there's a book out that I bought for my, one of my grandchildren. It's, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, it's, it's about a kid who, who is well, go ahead. Uh, for, wait, wait, David. For the people listening on radio who can't see that book, go ahead and tell people what that book uh, is. It's called Johnny the Walrus by Matt Walsh. And and it's a board book. So, well, it's a board book. So it's, uh, it's good for little kids. It's intended for little kids. It's about Johnny who pretends to be a walrus. And his mother decides, based upon what her friends on the Internet tell her, that She's got, he really is a walrus, and she has to affirm that he's a walrus. <laughs> Ultimately, he decides he's not really a walrus. Yeah, I guess he didn't like getting fed fish through the mouth like that or something. Now, that, that's off the topic for the, the critical race theory, but it's right on the trans. No, it is. Well, what we're, so our there's topic some good is, why did Biden make the statement that these are not your children, when they come into the school. And it's because of reasons like this, so they can put this crap into their souls and into their minds and into their spiritual future. That's why they say these kids belong to us because they know that you or most parents aren't going to be teaching this to their kids. So in Oregon this week, <laughs> menstrual vending machines are, have been introduced into the boys' bathroom in elementary, middle, and high schools. And I'm trying to get wrap my head around this. It's a vending machine with menstrual products in a boys' bathroom as young as elementary school. You know, <laughs> you know it's sort of like when uh, I mean, They're not even in puberty yeah, at that no, point, but it's I, okay. But, but they have a vending machine in case, you know, something accident might happen. Well, 
<laughs> was anybody here ever a teenage boy? I have a suspicion that all of us were. No, it's just, Could it's we just think a, of some weird things to do with those things right. that yeah, the yeah. machine will dispense? I remember busting into the girls' bathroom once and, and having grabbing a bunch of those and having a big fight in the hallway with them. No, guys, I think it's just a pickup for your mom if your mom's on her period so you can... Oh, it might be. Right, yeah. Yeah. Be a good son. Yeah. That's, that's Every that kid is. understands now, when his mom asks him to do that. All right. I think we would all agree <laughs> that it's just a waste of time and money right. to put, you know, forget the fact that it's a waste of time and money to be in a middle and a high school boys' bathroom as well. But for an elementary school, there's a particular reason why it's there. It's not because these little boys are going to need menstrual products. It's because it starts to condition them at the age of five you know, to 10, right. that you could at any time choose to be a woman. Well, it helps the little girls who are pretending to be boys to pretend to be boys. If the stuff. Well, now you're confusing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep. <laughs> That's little, why it's little... in there. It's so that the, that, so that the girls who, oh, who are pretending I... to be boys still have the stuff they need because they're females. Really? Yeah. You've got a point. But and they can still go in the little boys' room. And, and they'll place priority on, on those kids. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, so somebody can, uh, maybe somebody here knows, but in Oregon, are all the schools or girls allowed to go into the boys' bathrooms in all Oregon schools? I, if, I, I don't know, but I would assume that if they think, if the girls say that they think they're boys, then yes, they're going to get free access to the boys' bathroom. Because, gotcha. You know, and so this elementary school girl may need to well couldn't she just go into the girls bathroom and get a menstrual product as but well? that would make her, oh, a girl. Make her a girl right okay yeah. so she's a boy needing a menstrual thing right. at age seven and needs to go into the but well, why is it called a boys bathroom then why is it called a girls or boys that's that now i'm really confused yeah. well because then it's not gender affirming it's gotta have the boys on there so she knows that she's a he it's just that she uh, needs some she products about, to make her uh, okay. and we know liberals can't define complete. what a boy or a girl is anyway so yep. it doesn't even matter. i mean well, oregon is, is so liberal loony anyway so it's it's all things go no holds barred there and you know we're talking about Joe Biden, you know, his statement is really empowering these people. You know, once once you have the president, you know, let's let's look at the other side, right? If Trump would make a statement, all these, you know, really, really pro-Trumpers, it's going to empower them. So when their president makes this statement, it's going to empower them. It's going to validate what they can do. And now you're going to have more and more and more of this influx of this crazy curriculum going on. That's what I meant by Biden at that meeting of the teachers of the year. He was he was stroking them. He was building them up as important people in children's lives. And a lot of these teachers really embrace this role and they embrace it in this sort of narcissistic way like, oh, I finally got an audience. I finally got people I can teach. I finally got people who I can be trans to. I can be my real self to. You know what concerns me a lot is that the same people who think this are also the ones that support abortion. Like, <laughs> yeah. it really does twist me up, man. You you, you, you care so much about kids, and yet, right. you're okay if you murder them. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, we had a great story um, within the last two weeks about uh, a woman, an art, a first-year art teacher in Cape Coral, Florida, who was one of the first to get caught by the new Florida law. And actually oh, actually, did some research on, research on that. She was actually fired a few days before that law came into 
Oh, yeah. okay. But there was already a lot of talk of it. It was yeah. already in the wind. And um, there was an interview with her that I saw with a local TV station, and she talked about how, well, the kids came to me and asked me about my sexuality. And there was a time when, as a teacher, you would be like, none of your business, get back to work. Who put those ideas in your head? But this girl, instead, she sat down with the kids and she started explaining to them that she was pansexual. And this is the whole attitude that a lot of these young teachers are bringing to this. Like, oh, finally, this is like, like it's like it's validating them in themselves to be preaching to these little kids. Does everybody know what a pansexual is? As opposed to like a pot sexual or a uh, it, it's <laughs> yeah. that uh, they could be whatever they want, whenever they want. She's attracted to anything sexually. That's what I gathered from it. Yeah, well, I thought it human. was. Uh, but if you're a she and you're attracted to anything, can't that anything just be another she or another guy? Right. And would that just make you a bisexual? I don't know. Um, well, I think it's that you're you could be attracted to a, a trans. Another pansexual could be an animal. I think it couldn't be anything. Chickens. Because nowadays, they don't identify themselves as boys or girls. It's all, Ponies. you know, you, you go to Starbucks and they have the name tag with they and them. Yeah, that's you know? right. So they don't even identify as a male or a female anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see <laughs> yeah, the confusion yeah. on your face, Marty. Mike, look from Marty. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, I'm 68 years old, right? So I, I feel young, but then... Talk like this makes me feel really, really old. Yeah, facts <laughs> you know, used I can't to matter, but quite wraps <laughs> this idea of all these different type of different sexualities that are out there. Because when I was growing up, there was just two. Back before we lived in a novel, things actually used to mean things like words meant like a certain thing, and uh, right. uh, there were like defined definitions that were finite and they meant something spectrum of not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said, I, w I want to get this out there. It's gay speak. We have been trapped into gay speak for a long time now. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what they want us to do is force us into gay speak. All right. So in Washington, DC also this past week, it was revealed that an elementary school gave four-year-old children a handbook called Fist Book. Fist Book, okay? Um, how do they come up with these names? I don't know. Yeah. But one of the things in this Fist Book that children are asked to do is to identify the racists that are inside their own family. And the reason why, it's to help them travel down the road to being an anti-racist. Okay, so somehow if you snitch on a relative or someone in your family as being a racist, that's going to help you travel down the road to being an anti-racist. And you're talking about a four-year-old here. That's right. How, out does, of, how does a four-year-old know whether their parents are racist or not it's racist? It's right out of Ma Mao Zedong's China. Yeah. It's, it's red Chinese. The concept of denouncing your own family to um, to gain status with the party and make the party your family. Well, they are told this. If you are a white person, white privilege is something you are born with. But it's not your fault for having white privilege. But That's good to know. There's another but. <laughs> but it is your fault if you choose to ignore it. 
right? In so, other words, if you, if, you repu- if you refuse to apologize for it. Right. If you refuse to apologize over, yeah. for the privilege that you have, then it is your fault. This is what being told to four-year-olds. In other words, ag- acknowledge your evilness. Yeah. Has anybody ever been to... Uh, my father uh, was a custodian in a D.C. public school. I've been to these D.C. public schools. Do you know how many white kids are inside these public schools to start with in Washington, D.C.? You know, so here you are as a white child. You know, you are definitely the minority in these public schools that this book is being pushed on. And now you have a teacher telling the entire class that you, the few white people that are in your classroom, that you are a white privileged person and you need to snitch on your relatives if they don't like the color of the skin of the classmates that are sitting next to you and you're just four years old, for goodness sakes. Yep, you have to apologize for your own existence. It's a whole bunch of people that can't uh, fix their own problems and want to blame their shortcomings on everybody else. So if I can't get what I've done, it's because my color's not right. Or if nobody likes me, it's because of the sex I chose. Or if this or that. It's always somebody else's fault, never your own. Now we and know why, that's what they want. We know why it's called the fist book, right? Because Black Lives Matter has the fist the up there. So, so uh, the other thing that the children, these four-year-olds are told is if police don't murder citizens without penalty, then riots, looting, don't happen. All right? So if the police, in other words, did murder and didn't get a penalty, then it is your duty to riot and to loot. That's what they're telling these little four-year-olds in schools. And as we know, sometimes the police have to shoot. Sometimes people do get shot in encounters with the police. Sometimes it happens. That's why they have guns. But what we see here is is what you would call conditioning, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's that subtle conditioning of taking kids at a very young age and introducing them into uh, drag queens that are performing in front of them and to the fact that uh, they are racist uh, and the fact that, you know, if they don't like how white people are behaving out there, it's okay to loot, it's okay to riot. And children Uh, really will believe anything you tell them if you tell them in a humorous, engaging way. All right, speaking of it, this is the final one. Speaking of snitching on your parents. In Missouri, so I, I decided to pick different states around here, so I didn't go to the same state twice, right? Because <laughs> there's plenty that I could have brought up that happened in the same Disturbingly state. Disturbingly widespread. Yeah, it's widespread. So in Missouri, the Missouri Attorney General is investigating the Webster School District after students as young as four again, young as four, were quizzed on their sexual orientation and... They wanted to know their parents' political beliefs. Who was doing the quizzing? The teachers. They quizzed the kids on their sexual, or these four-year-olds on their sexual orientation, and wanted to know what their parents' political beliefs were. These were Those the teachers should be arrested. <laughs> yeah, here's the scary thing, right? So the, here's what... The, you mean these, that they weren't arrested? These, here's what these four-year-olds were told. They were told they must take the survey... And if they don't, their parents will get a call from the school and tell on them for refusing to do the work. Right? 
That's a monster. These yeah, people, those are these monsters. People are psychopath. People. They're psychopaths. Well, as they I really recall, I'm oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. As I recall in this story, that this this questionnaire that was distributed by the school is actually part of a curriculum that is sold by a left-leaning curriculum company. Well, it's a survey that uh, is first sold to the schools for the kids to take. Yes. Then once the kids take the surveys, fail it. this company then takes those answers and then they write curriculum to right. hopefully solve the emotional, right. psychological, racist, and sexual the teachers, orientation problems of these kids. The teachers are all too happy to, um, to hand over all their work and everything they're doing to have someone just hand them a curriculum to teach the students because then this, then the teachers don't have to do any work at all. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you, if you saw that, saw that um, project and gave it to a four year old, how does a four year old even know what a sexual orientation is? Well, better yet. How about this? And disclosing their parents' political orientation. Mm -hmm. Here is their choices. Now this is a four year old deciding which one of these things their parents might be? Number one, is it democratic? Is he a green socialist? A transhumanist? <laughs> <laughs> a transhumanist. Yeah, yeah transhumanist. <laughs> a peace and freedom party? The American Solidarity Party? <laughs> the Constitution Party? And finally, finally, at the end of the survey, they can choose Republican or Libertarian. Not surprisingly, the kids, 88% of the answer was Democratic because that was the first thing on top of the list right. to choose yeah. from. Well, the list of things they yeah. didn't even begin. And they put all that garbage and in the, the middle last thing before Republican. Republican. Yeah. yeah. What Do they have the options for sexual orientation there? Do you have it? Yes. So the option is, is, are you a boy, a girl, a transgender, a non-binary, or is your gender identity not listed there? Meanwhile, the kid's just like, I want some goldfish in the Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what I mean? What, what is this? It's probably, when is recess? Yeah. When is recess? I want to go on a swing. I don't care about non-binary. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be Superman when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Super person. And finally, they had to answer the question, which race do they identify with? All right, so first of all, which sexual orientation do you identify with? Because you can change that. Now they're trying to implant into these kids, they can change their race. Which race do you identify with? So all these people could actually and, just be white supremacists all along and they didn't even tell us? One kid answered, <laughs> one kid answered on the survey question. He circled white. And then the question after that was, when did you learn that? He wrote, now. <laughs> this right. is making me feel though like it's okay for us to identify as blacks and put on blackface right what do you think would happen didn't ralph northam try that or our governor nothing happened Virginia? to him oh no he did get a like a Slap like an angry angry yeah. angry he news got a couple of unfavorable news yeah he probably stories. got an angry yeah. emoji yeah, Santa. <laughs> and, and, and then what about uh, Trudeau? He got an angry oh, yeah. little article, probably. All right. So I think we know why Biden is saying these kids belong to the teachers when they're in their classroom and not you. Because when it boils down to it, this is why. 
This is their goal. And people need to wake up and understand when government officials start talking about those children do not belong to you. Believe me, they're not talking about because they want to feed your kid or provide health care for your kid or save money for your kid's upcoming college tuition or get your child a new car when he graduates or any of these things. It's because they want their mind and their soul and their body right now, and they want to say that you, you do not own these kids when they're in my classroom. Go out the door, close it, don't come back on the school property until we release them back into your custody. They are actively trying to bust up your family. Well, yeah. You know, when they start snitching, right? You know, are there any racists in your family? What is the political beliefs of your family? They want to bust up your family. That's what they're... They're so in discord. The family's a powerful unit that this country was built on, and they want to bust it up. They busted up the black family pretty well. Now they're working on the white families. And guys, we got to remember, oh, there's a spiritual battle going on. You know, God instituted the family. God tells us exactly what a family looks like. Yep. It's one husband, one wife, and there's children that you raise that are yours, right? That God gave us that we steward. And Satan hates God and... You know, he's got these people working for him. They're possessed by the enemy, by, by Satan, if they're literally doing these things to these children, these children who are helpless, you know. And BLM, it, it was their same mission, right, to disrupt the nuclear family. And yeah. it's, it's no different. That's what they're looking to do. So Biden's little statement that you mentioned, Marty, that's what it comes down to. We're coming for your kids. You know, they don't have the balls. They're cowards. They, they won't come out and outright say it. But that's what they want. He's saying, look, we're coming for your kids. We're going to disrupt your family. We hope that everyone's a homosexual so you can't procreate. And, and that's it. It's, it's, a, it's just a mind-boggling thing. These people are so wretched, so devious, so evil the, the and evil wicked. of it is just... And look how it all, all connects together, right? The, the, they're happy with making you a homosexual. You can't procreate that way, right? They are happy to make sure that you can have an abortion whenever you want to. So even if you do procreate, you, none of that responsibility comes out and you don't have a kid. But even, even if you're not one of those kinds of people and you want to have responsibility and have a child and take care of it, you send it to a school where they can indoctrinate it anyways and it will still be under their control. And look, even if your kid is fortunate enough to make it out of the womb, now there's a baby formula shortage yep. where Satan's looking to kill your kid once they're out of the womb. So, so like you said, Michael, our kids are not safe. We need to make sure that we're guarding our families and our kids and us as men. And I, I just got to say this as a pastor, you know, there's such a lack of strong men in the church. You know, when, whenever, um, you know, you see something being said in the church, a lot of times it's, it's from women. It's women standing up. I mean, I said this on Sunday. When I put posts, and, you know, if you guys have seen my Facebook posts, they're not fluffy, you know, ear-tickling posts. And the majority is women. And I've heard other pastors mention this, that the majority is women who are engaging with these posts from strong leaders and strong pastors. It's because women are looking for the men to step up. And it's time, guys, for the men of this society. Who I are think men are afraid to step up. I, I, I really do. I mean, they, all they do is get into trouble if they step up. I mean, they're, they it's are true. absolutely cut down at the kneecaps if they act like a man anymore. And they're like, why do I risk it? Why do it? It's better just to, you know, let the women take control. 
It they was want the first, this world? Yep, here it is. Right. I'll it was stay the home first target yeah. of this machine. I mean, back in the beginning, that's where it started. Well, well we've we had do, 30 you know, years of TV stuff. basically denigrating masculinity. Absolutely. And knocking men down and making them all look like Homer Simpson idiots. Yeah, you could, you know, we ought to Every do. Every commercial. We ought to do a segment on that. How many TV shows have been out there oh. where the man is always made to look like a complete idiot yep. and the woman is always the wise one correcting the man and guiding him disciplining to like, the kids. Right. Yeah, right. go yeah. go off of commercials. Heck, I, I mean, any kind of like uh, even a commercial, bug right. commercial I've seen nowadays had a guy running away all prissy afraid of the <laughs> bug and the woman coming up with something to kill it. And, that's or, not how it looks, or, or in, the that's orc not how it looks in my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but that's how they want it to look on TV. All right, I think we need to wrap up because we're at our time limit if we're going to be able to upload this to our podcast uh, mediums. All right, so thanks everybody for joining us and watching or listening into this show. Uh, if you wanted to see the videos, we encourage you to uh, download the video version of our podcast from Podbeam or Apple Podcasts so that you can see these uh, high quality uh, work that we put together and uh, making sure that you see firsthand the things that are going on out there that you need to be aware of. And uh, remember to hit the subscribe button if you are listening in for the first time. If you haven't subscribed yet, we encourage you to do so so that you are alerted every time we come out with the Shout Out Patriots podcast. Alec, final word. Homeschool your kids. It's fun. All right. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you in a week. Bye-bye.